Hello, this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Wednesday the 5th of August. This is going to be a very short one today, although there are three things I'm going to follow. First, the shockingly poor US private employment numbers collected by ADP in July. Secondly, the recovery in UK's July new car registrations. And thirdly, the evidence of capital inflows into Taiwan. First, ADP generates its labour market data directly from actual payrolls. And it's the first full-scale monthly assessment of labour market movements. We'll get the twin surveys from the establishment and household surveys on Friday. And July's results were extremely poor, with payrolls rising only 167,000, or by 0.1% month-on-month, an almost complete drop-off from the 4.3 million gains seen in June and the 3.3 million gains reported in May. On these results, the labour market recovery from the initial phase of the pandemic has almost ground to a halt confronted by the second wave. So here's how it stands. Between February and April, payrolls dropped by 19.4 million, and since then only 7.8 million have been added back. July's payrolls were down by 10.8 million on the year, or by 8.4%. There's not a lot to be learned from the details. Goods producers aren't adding staff, but most other sectors are, but only modestly. Uh, And there's a mildly interesting difference in who's doing the hiring. Large companies added 129,000, small companies added 63,000. In both cases, that's okay, but medium-sized which is the US's Mittelstand, if you like, they shed 25,000 jobs. Over in the UK, the lockdowns almost destroyed demand for cars entirely during April and May, with new registrations down, can you believe it, 97.3% year-on-year in April and 89% year-on-year in May. By July, we're finally seeing the rebound, with registrations up 11.3% year-on-year, and again, 2.3 standard deviations above historic seasonal trends. There are a couple of things to notice. Firstly, the recovery is a result of a rebound in private sales, which rose 20.4%. And second, the change in the type of cars demanded remains absolutely astonishing. Diesels fell a further 25.9% year-on-year, whilst alternative fuel cars jumped by 241% year-on-year, and even petrol cars rose only 0.3%. More than one in four of new cars being registered now are either electric or hybrid, while diesels now count for only 17%. Three years ago, diesels were almost half the market. Rarely can a technology have been so fiercely rejected by the consumer. Finally, I want to draw your attention to monetary results from Taiwan. Today was the latest instalment of a series of surprises when foreign reserves rose $7.5 billion, or by 1.5% month-on-month, which was the sharpest monthly rise in foreign reserves since September 2010. Now, plainly, some of those gains represent the rise of the euro versus the dollar. But in addition to that, there's loads of evidence of major capital inflows. Look at the money numbers. In June, M2 rose 5.4%, with a monthly gain five standard deviations above trend. M1B rose 9.1% and was 7.9 standard deviations above trend. 
Now look at what the Central Bank of China is actually doing. Its principal means of neutralizing capital inflows is to issue CDs to soak up the liquidity. In the three months to June, CBC issued 248 billion NT dollars worth of these, which compares with them redeeming 128 billion in the same period last year. Now we're used to the world's central banks desperately pumping liquidity into economies and it's got to go somewhere. Taiwan's central bank, by contrast, is struggling to neutralize the flows that are coming their way. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. And if you got something out of it, and how couldn't you, then please help spread the word about the bulletin. Uh, recommending it to people uh, who you know would be a good idea. And if you'd like to know more about cold water economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater at fastmail.com. Thanks.